0: Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together the third Aliyah in Parshas Truma, Truma Shlishi. The topic of our Aliyah is the Menorah and the Curtains. Our Aliyah is 24 Pesukim long, running from Perik Chov Hei Pasuk Lamed Aleph to Perik Chov Vov Pasuk Yud Dalad. Let's take a look at the general overview and then some points to ponder. We hear about the creation of the implement of the Menorah. The Menorah is this golden implement which is created out of solid gold, it is Miksha. We hear that it has um essentially six branches stemming off of the main um the main branch. So the main branches in the center. We have three branches going off in each direction. And we hear about three different decorations which adorn the menorah, this solid piece of gold. There are gviim, these are cups, kaftarim, which are these spheres, and prachim, which are flowers. The arrangement is quite the quite complex. We hear about and every time where a arm joins the base, there is a kaftar, there's a there is a um, this this uh, sphere and we hear about the three cups per branch, and the the gviyah, the the uh, the the, sorry, the flowers, and then we have the cups at the top. So it's a very complicated um, description of this of the menorah itself, and we hear about the various implements which are there as well to serve the menorah, the malchachah, Seha, all these silver, these golden equipment which is used for the menorah. We then hear, hear um, about also the yiri'os, these um, the, these curtains. There's actually three levels of curtains in the, Mish- in the Mishkan as described in our Aliyah. And they are made of sheish mashar, tcheles, argman, um, and they are so made of all these beautiful things. There's linen, there's blue, purple... Um, crimson wool, all these beautiful um, description, the, the wool which is woven into one another as well. The design on the lowest there's three layers. So we're going to go through the first one first. The lowest layer, layer, layer is called the Mishkan, because it's what's seen on the inside, and is designed with kruvim maaseh choshev. So there there are, they are wo- angels woven into it, and you and they are able to be seen. The images are able to be seen on both sides. Yeah, so the, it's, it's woven in such a way. Now, the way it was made is that it wasn't one big piece. In fact, it was 10 strips. Each strip was four amos, four cubits long, roughly eight feet or so long. And it was that was the width of it. And it went 28 amos lo, um, longer than that. Uh, long. um, and now there were 10 of these strips. And all these strips were connected to each other. Five were sewn to each other. Five were sewn to each other. And then in the middle... They're, they're, they were joined to each other through 50 hooks, which were connected to loops on either side. So if you can imagine this, 10 long strips of material, 5 sewn together, 5 sewn together, to create 2 large blankets, essentially, roofing over the Mishkan, gun. And they are connected to each other by these golden hooks, which are double-sided hooks, connecting to these blue um, loops on either side of these sewn-together pieces. That's layer number 1. Now, if you, if you do the math, just to understand clearly, clearly how this works, the, um, the way it would work is because it is 28 amos long, the mishkan's width, the internal width is 10 amos, and the width of each wall is 1 ammo, 1 cubit, so therefore on the top, that takes up 12 of the amos on the top, Leaving so if we have if it's the length is is uh, 28 so we have 12 of them taken up by the roof portion So 12 amos 28 minus 12 remains another 16 which are left those 16 divided by two on each wall means to say that the Mishkan layer the lowest layer would go down 8 amos on each side Okay, so a 80% of the walls are covered on each side of oh, the mishkan and the roof as well by this, the, the, this layer of, of five times ten strips sewn together and, can, and, and hooked together. The next layer is made of the goat's skins, and this is in the same fashion. Long strips that are sewn together and then joined in the middle, the different, uh, the different sewn strips um, by hooks. And this is a little bit different in the sense that it is 30 amos. Each strip is a little longer, and uh, there are 11 of them. So that means to say that there's a little bit extra at the be- the front and the back. Um so along the sides there's an extra armor to play with. From instead of being 28 armor so it's 30 so there's one armor extra lower down, which means to say that it covers the side beams. It goes it goes all the way down to the to the bottom of the side beams and rests just above the um the the the, the sockets which Um, It helped the beams stand up. So from the side, once the second cover was on, when you looked at the Mishkan on the side, you'd just see the goat skins hanging over the side and reaching down to within one armor of the ground. So you just see the golden socket and then the covering of the the covering of the goats, which was covering over the Mishkan, the woven level. So and in the front and the back it rested a little bit over the entrance, almost like a little bit of a veil, and a little bit further on along the back to cover the back the side the the westernmost side of the Mishkan as well. And finally we have the third level which is a very interesting uh, level which is made of or else to Hashim um, and um alim Rams rams um, wool which is dyed red and the tachash skins which is on top on the third level which seems to be according to all opinions is just covering the top not the sides as well so that's the, the description so it didn't have actually a fixed roof this was the ceiling this was the cover when you looked up in the Mishkan you would see the woven angels of the lowest level covered by goat skins covered by the red Rams wool and tachash skins as well now let's get into a few basic points to ponder what is the function of the menorah what's the the point of this many many ideas which are here just a few basics the Rambam, the Rashbam says this is in order to light up the Shulchan this is, has a function of being part of lighting up the Mishkan so you could see what you're doing inside the Svarna points out that it's, it's more than that, it's that, the, that in fact the, the light on both sides all stem from the same place that the light on the right and the light on the left represent the ideas of the, in, uh, the intellectual and, the, and the, the physical both being harnessed towards the central beam or the central Um, shaft of the menorah, which is the idea of the spiritual. So both intellectual and physical need to be harnessed towards the spiritual, which is the expression of what the menorah is meant to represent um, as Naim the Torah points out that seeing as the Mishkan is also parallel to the creation of the heavens and the earth it follows the same order in description of your first came the blueprint of the earth which is the Torah the ideas of the world and then there's this the, the sustenance of the world which is the earth and plant life which comes on on day three and then we have the sun and the moon which is day four and that's the menorah so light comes after sustenance which is the Shulchan so it goes Aaron Shulchan Menorah in the same way that the creation of the heavens and earth Work this way as well. So, worthwhile note: there are many, many other ideas to be found in the in the Menorah, but it seems to be generally the notion of light and wisdom, spiritual wisdom in the world. We'll explore some of those idea themes in the next um, few Aliyas as well. Um, now, quick, uh, just an interesting question is: is did the Menorah have round or straight arms? So, it actually depends. The Ibn Ezra, Ibn Ezra comments very clearly in the Torah that it had circular. Um, Arms, And that seems to be generally uh, um, one of the accepted uh, um, ideas of what it looks like. Um, However, it should be noted that the Rambam, although not clear necessarily in his writings about this, in his Pira Shemishnaya, seems to um, write a diagram which was discovered in Oxford his commentary on the Mishnah, which seems to have diagonal arms as well, and his son, Avram, um, the son of the Rambam, uh, clarifies there was straight arms as well. Um, it seems that archaeologically speaking, even Ezra was correct because if you go to the depiction in the Arch of Titus, um, and you you see the the exile of the nation of Israel from the second base, Samikdash, the uh, menorah which is being carried there is very clearly a menorah which has circular arms. That seems to be um, an archaeological reflection. There's no reason to assume that the the Romans would be trying to change the shape of the menorah um, for any particular reason necessarily. And that's generally speaking, if you look at most of the Mishkan books, that's what we will see as well. However, it's worth noting that the Lubavitcher Rebbe was very clear about this, that he felt that it was the the Rambam uh, was correct, that it was diagonal arms, and he brings into into question a number of the details of the depiction on the Arch of Titus. There's a number of elements which are missing, the, the feet of the menorah, It's it's uh, there's a number of aspects which aren't clear, and he points out that the Arch of Titus is the perspective of Golos, and we're moving towards a time of Geula, where in fact he believes the Rambam is correct, that it's it's straight-armed menorah, which is why you'll notice that all Chabad menorahs around the world are all straight-armed, based on this notion. Very interesting debate, and you'll see these different expressions or pro- uh, portrayals um, throughout history um, in in uh, in trying to understand what the menorah actually looked like as well. Um, a few other points on this, Aliyah. Why, if you notice that the when describing the making of the menorah, unlike any of the other implements, it describes that it was te ha Hamenorah, the menorah was made rather than Moshe made it. Why is this? Rashi explains quoting the Midrash that Moshe Rabbein was unable to make it. He had difficulty making it. So Hashem says, i throw it into the fire and it will come out. Te'ar said it will be made by itself. And, um, and part of the reason it was difficult is because um, it was made out of one piece. It was very hard to fashion something so intricate out of one piece of gold as well. It's worthwhile noting that if one visits the old city, um, in the corridor, there used to be, it's no longer in the corridor, now it's, na- it's now actually in the plaza outside the Khurva Shul is the Machon Amikdash's gold menorah and it, it takes the approach of the rounded arms just out of interest. But um, nonetheless, uh, when, uh, on, a, on a walking tour they'll explain that the way they had to do it, because to create a, a structure of solid gold like that is very very difficult and exceptionally expensive as well, they actually created an internal wax mould which they used gold plated it and then melted the wax in a way that it was able to have so it's essentially solid gold one piece but it was done through a mold um very complex in order to be able to achieve this idea that's talked about in this aliyah as well now let's move on to the idea of the curtains and a few basic points what is the point of these curtains They're the the yiri os hamishkan so rashi explains that this is really the, the roof this is supposed to be we have the beams all around the side which create the walls but we have the roof over here the Spharana expo- says that they are actually called the Mishkan themselves, or well, at least the lower one is called the, the Yireos Mishkan um, or the Mishkan. Why? It says because they are like the Navua of Hashem. When a person had this prophecy, when Yechezka, as for example, or Yeshayahu, saw the Merkava, they saw this expression of the Divine, they they, they saw angels surrounding the, um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the, this this Divine expression. So the Mishkan is re- for reflecting that. So when, when you look up, when the Kohanim would look up in the Mishkan, they would see these angels, Angels and the gold along the side, which is like the fire, and the implements of serving Hashem. And it, it, this was an expression of what the divine throne chamber would be like as well. Now, why are there so many strips? Why, does that, why can't it just be that you, you weave one long elaborate um, covering, and you wrap that up and take it out when you need to? Why, why so many different strips? So it could be it's on a practical level. Pragmatically, it's easier to carry. Pragmatically, it's easier to weave if it's smaller strips, even though they're very long. Or says, no, it's actually because this is reflecting the creation of the world. There were, um, there were ten utterances with which the world was created, as the fifth parak of Pirkei Avos tells us. And so in order to recreate, so speak, this microcosm of the world, there were ten, uh, ten curtains for the lowest level, which I expressed over here. And that's why he says each panel is four amos for the four letters of Hashem's name, Yud, k, and then a vav and a K. So it's it's reflecting of the metaphysical creation of the world itself. Rabbi Yonas actually points out a very interesting point, and that is, is that is that you notice that they don't sew f- um, all 10 of those strips together. There's five sewn together and five sewn together, and they, they're joined with hooks in the middle. Where do those hooks fall apart? Uh, uh, fall? Where, do, where do those hooks uh, end up? So truth be told is the Mishkan was divided in, it was um, um, essentially 30 amos long, 30 cubits long, two-thirds of it. 20 Amas was what's called the Kodesh, the holy area where the Shulchan, Menorah, and Mizbeach, HaZohar belonged. And the 10 furthermost were where the Aaron was, that was the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that was separated by a curtain we'll learn about the coming Aliyahs, called the Parochas. But that means to say that 20 amos, which essentially is half of these curtains, is, um, is, is going to be over the Kodesh, and then there is another, the next the next part is where it goes over the, uh, over the Kodesh HaKadoshim, of Kodesh, or Kodesh, or the back wall and down again. Where was that dividing point? So it depends, there's, it's the Machlekes and the Gemara, but according to the one opinion over here, that division would be above the Parechas, between the dividing curtain. Almost as if there's two spheres of the world. There's the holy most epicenter, that's the Kodesh and the Holy of Holies. Then there's the outer sanctum, which is called the Kodesh, the sanctified area, where the main, the main implements were. That is where the joining is. It's almost as if, metaphysically, this is described. The Derach Hashem, the Ramchal explains that the world is separated metaphysically. There's the where the the energies come to this world through, and there are the stars. The stars, are, of course, you know, we know what the stars are today. We can map them out in the sky, but metaphysically, it also is the lowest expression of divine flow. This is not a physical phenomenon. This is a metaphysical phenomenon. The stars, the connection between one dimension and another dimension. Um, and that doesn't mean if you go further, then you'll get into that dimension. It means it's not upwards, it's inwards. But the point is is that the, 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 that, that um, meridian between the Kodesh, Kodesh and the Kodesh is separated by these hooks, which is why there's two parts to these curtains as well. Uh, why, why, were there, why was there a goat skin layer? So it seems the most basic level is that is also was waterproof. The inner one was the beautiful design, the outer one was, was also something which would be protective. Now what is the Tachash exactly? The top layer was this Tachash. What exactly is that? So Arya Kaplan in the Living Torah, in the footnote, quotes a number of different options as to what it could be. Rav Sadya on, and, um, and Ibn Janach suggest that it is leather, but it is leather which is dyed black. So it's not so much about what it was, but it, it's what it became. Um, based, uh, based on Rabbi in the in the, the Ushami, it seems that it could have been an ermine, which is a type of rodent. Um, the Ralbag has an opinion based also on the Yerushalmi and the other opinion of Yehuda that it's a wild ram, or an antelope, or an ockopee, or, or, or giraffe, some sort of creature in, the, in that realm. Um, and in Arabic the word Tuchosh or Tachash is a sea cow, or a seal, um, which is found near the Sinai Peninsula. So there's various options as to what the skin of it would have actually been. What is interesting is that Rashi quotes the Machlachah speech to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia as to what the division was, meaning there's two parts of the third layer. There's the red ram's wool, um. The uh, uh, sorry. The uh, of the oras tachash uh, um um and then there are the the skins. These red dyed skins of the of the rams, and then there's the oras and the skins of this tachash creature. So, how did that match up? So, the opinion of Rabbi Nechemi was that there were two layers. There was lay uh, of this third layer. So, there was first layer number one covering the roof, which was the um uh, which was the red rams, kahides, and then above it, another layer right on top of it was the Tachashim. However, Rabbi Yehuda says no, it was half-half. The question that is asked in the Gomorrah is, so if it says that it's Milamala, the Tachashim is above, how do you have an above if it's half-half? So the Gomorrah answers and says that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the above means above the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the half that was the Tachashim was oriented above the Aran HaKodesh. Why is that so significant? Um, so if you look at the translation of the word t- uh, tachash, it's called sasgona. Sasgona actually is a uh, is a broken up word for the word per gavna It was happy with its many colors. Apparently, one tradition is that it, had, it was a creature that had many colors, was very proud of its skin. When is there space for multicolors in Judaism? The answer is when you're above the Torah. When Rabbi Fran pointed this out. Many years ago, very beautiful idea is that when is there space for multiple colours? Only when it's the Milamala, when it's above the framework of Torah. Creativity is a wonderful thing if it's within a framework. Without a framework, it can go awry very quickly, and that's part of the lesson of the Hashem. With this we conclude this very complex aliyah. In the meantime, have wonderful, meaningful.